Alright. Oh, okay. Alright. Uh, yep. Alright. You're listening to Idiot Lab. Idiot Lab. You're listening to Idiot Lab. From the National Aeronautics... Aeronautics and Space Administration. And spoofs goofs. Wacky hijink studios. Hmm. Hello, you are listening to Idiot Lab, a podcast of thought experiments, hypotheticals, and Frodo in a wrestling match. Welcome to our laboratory. I am one of your hosts, Martin Kajabowski. But before we get to the big wheel, allow me to introduce my co-host, Scott Carey. <laughs> and Kelly Danan. Sup? It's me. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> what you, how are you guys doing this fine holiday season? Oh, there's a nip oh. in the air, isn't there? It's unseasonably warm uh, where yeah. I am. If I know one thing, we're certainly not in the throes of summer as we record this. <laughs> I'm not dripping in sweat. Oh, I didn't no. put on shorts just to record this podcast. I'm dripping in holiday cheer, oh, God, not sweat. I, yeah. I, I'm sweating, but it's because I was just shoveling my driveway. Yeah. Oh, my God. That is a fun activity sometimes for me to shovel. In the summer, yeah. No, oh, in the winter. No, I no, I was shoveling leaves. I was shoveling in the winter, leaves. it gets super cold, and then you go outside and shovel. And I've gotten to a point in my life where I'm like, I don't need a coat to do this because I'm going to get so warm doing this, and it's going to be great. And it's a good workout. It's a nice little break from not working out, from no physical exertion. Local IT man f- found dead. Let me list my three top top three favorite weather. Uh, sunny. Partly oh. cloudy. Mostly cloudy. I'm pretty crazy. I'm a crazy guy. I think I like I like what it's been. Smog, less smog, and slightly smoggy. It's still smoggy in December. <laughs> We're doing a draft of needle drops. We're doing needle drop. We're drafting them. We're doing a snake draft where all all three of us are here and we're deciding which which music and movie is yes. the best. We're all here. We're all right here next to each other. Yeah. There's no latency between our emotions. So what what did the wheel say? Let's uh, let's make it one one time where we're not all talking over each other. What's going on here? I'll tell. Hey, we're doing a top five draft of needle drops. Needle drops, folks. You know them and you love them. It's when the soundtrack of a movie, not the score, soundtrack, starts playing uh, in a movie. It could be diegetic. It could oh. be, well, non-diegetic. Oh. Uh, but it's it's when, you know, a song, like a pop song or something, starts playing in the middle of the movie and it makes it all cool. Hell yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna do one, but the only one that came to mind was "Stuck in the Middle with You." I was just gonna start singing, "Here I am, stuck in the middle with you." I think that would have been fine. So just keep describing it. I'll okay, great. Yeah. Okay. I'll well, just, just put it on no, the Well, that's the thing is, I was done. So, but we're top five. We're ranking our top five. And here's a question I have before we go into it: Is it the most iconic that we're trying to rank here, or is it mm. just our favorite? I picked favorites. Okay. I picked favorites. My favorites are iconic nice. so okay because we're not doing some ranker.com list you know yeah all right yeah i picked favorites too but i kept iconography and uh, same i also like mine mine are some classics but it's it's yeah all right well when is elvis's birthday 
Somebody look it up. Uh, 1957. No, wait. He was making music <laughs> in the 50s. January 8th, 1935. <laughs> oh, January 8th. Okay, yeah. Uh, okay, whose birthday is closest to January 8th? Marty's. All right, Marty, you're me, first. definitely, right? Yeah, and then I, then I think it's Kelly, and then I think it's yes, me. Yes, okay. Yeah. But you guys are both pretty close, I think, actually. I would say not to dox our birthdates. So, Kelly, before we started recording, revealed something to me. I was going to pick a different song for my number one, but I'm going to save it, because I know Kelly didn't pick any songs from this particular movie, so I, I can save my first pick. I'm saving it. Uh, peek inside you right now. the mental process of Marty. <laughs> <laughs> my first pick is going to be something that uh, neither of you is going to pick, but it's my number one pick, because it's the, definitely like the best earworm song of this list for me. Uh, it's Rito A. Los Angeles by Giuseppe De Luca. Uh, this features in Ocean's 12 during the final heist montage, uh, and it existed like slightly before the movie. I believe it was a piece of score for another film and Steven Soderbergh. I had read this on the internet years ago, and I can't find the article that talked about this, but I believe it was a piece of score for another film, and Steven Soderbergh really wanted to use it for Ocean's 12, and it is like the catchiest fucking piece of score-sounding music in any movie I've ever heard. Uh, I love it so much. It's like absolutely... Uh, my favorite needle drop. Uh, and I have a personal anecdote, which is that when I, the night before I got my appendix taken out, uh, I was sick on my living room floor, just dying, watching movies, trying to like think I thought I had food poisoning, blah, blah, blah. I watched Spectre and I watched Ocean's 12. And this fucking song played in my head while I couldn't fall asleep for fucking 16 hours straight. Mm. Just, and I'll play the song here at some point. Uh, yeah, do you got a clip or do we got to look it up ourselves? Hi, we'll pull it up. It's like what I want the doors to be. Yeah. Ah. Because I yeah. don't like the doors. Yeah. What it needs is some like drunk, weird poetry major to start bellowing over it. My my turn. Yeah. Or we're going to talk 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 about more. Okay, my turn. Uh, this one. I don't think the movie's that good, but I like the song so much that I just gotta go with it. It's the the over overworld theme for Interstellar. You guys got. I mean, you guys know this one. No, you guys don't know this one. No, I gotta try to find the drop then. And we're off to a rousing start. Two songs. Yeah, this is gonna. <laughs> well, this means a lot to me. One of which is just a piece of score, I think. But yeah, yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, hold on. Yeah, like I said before, it's when a song okay. by an artist. That's the other thing that I wanted to bring not up. Not written for the movie. I mean, I don't know. It's so crazy. He dropped the needle from this record called Interstellar Score. It's okay if you want me to pick something else. I was not. You sure. can. I, no, you're sticking. The only with time. That. I've ever heard Needle Drop is Anthony Santana from the YouTube guy who reviews like Anthony Fantano. He reviews oh, every yeah, 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 fucking yeah, rap rap album and rappers hate him for it. Uh, rappers he's hate him. very popular. Him. They really do. Uh, is it the main theme? Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah. The main theme? It's just like the 
It's got like a drop in it. It's orchestral. It's fucking great. I'm trying to find the drop though, because it's like a 12 minute theme. Mm, well, we'll wait. Yeah, just give me like 14 minutes to find the drop in this 12 minute song. Hey, I'm going to go now. How about that? Hey, everybody. Uh, we'll circle back. We'll circle back. Well, gang, my pick is from a little movie called Kill Bill Volume 1. I feel like mm. okay, there's certain directors that are that Same. are um like needle drop directors. You got Tarantino, he's a needle drop guy. Wes Anderson. It's all like the corniest directors. It's all like the like film broiest directors are needle drop directors. Because it's definitely Scorsese. It's definitely Wes Anderson. Uh you know what? I hate to say it, but uh uh PTA, kind of a needle drop guy. Um, yes, yes. Yeah. It's all the, like, it's all, it's all the directors that like men, uh, annoy like women at parties talking to, you know, that meme of like the guy, like screaming in the girl's (laughs) ear. Yeah. 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 But anyway, so this is from the, the big crazy 88 fight scene in, um, in kill bill volume one. And it's like in the, right in the, like the middle of the fight where like there's been like no score for a really long time and the the fight kind of like takes a turn like because you know it's it's one woman against 88 guys and you know it's she's like sort of you know really fighting with her back against the wall but all of a sudden the tide of the the battle sort of turns to her and she starts like killing people via like parkour moves and this song plays during that and it kind of rules Uh, I thought about picking the five, six, seven, eight song that's in that sequence also because uh, I really love that song. Yeah, there's also that whole movie. I think has great music. There's there's a ton of iconic. The other one, I, the first one I thought of when I was thinking of iconic needle drops was also the song. Um, I don't know the name of it, but like when they're walking down the, the hallway. Dun, dun, dun. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that one's great. Yeah, there's there's a lot of good ones in that movie, but. The, the when she recognizes them and she flashes back and it's this that it's like I don't think that's original I think that's from something else I can't remember where that's from yeah that's, that's from various also. recordings of Sirens number three uh, yeah <laughs> one of my from favorites. the Lucas film yeah from my sound <laughs> effects record sound effects pack. yeah uh, yeah but yeah that's my pick uh, this is also featured on uh, the Nuggets compilation which is like this great. Uh, compilation record of all these like underground 60s garage rock songs and i wonder if that's where tarantini himself okay. found kelly it. do you want to talk about hans zimmer uh and then we'll just drop it right in uh in your section from you can just you can just listen to it it's just that it's a i don't even like the movie that much but i think this score goes so hard uh, mm. it gets stuck in my head constantly. It's an earworm. It's special, just like the drop specifically. Like anytime, like I think there was like a meme trend that was probably only popular with me, where they would put the song. I link the song should be linked at the drop, by the way, where it just it like oh, yeah. it's hitting, man. Ramps up, hits, and then it's great. Yeah. Uh, that's all I gotta say about it. It's nothing crazy. I, I think. I think the music carries the movie. 
next pick is from a movie I don't like that much. But <laughs> whoa, controversial. The scene it's in it's is is good, I think. And that movie is Donnie Darko, a movie that really is up mm. its own ass and loves how confusing it is. Uh but uh the this is uh Head Over Heels by Tears for Fears. Uh and this is like the iconic like single take uh and this was when big long takes were not so tired that, you know, we weren't fucking sick of them yet. It was kind of like a unique thing. It just goes up and down the hallway and you like, just get like a vibe for all, who all the different characters are in this bustling high school hallway. And it really like sets kind of the time period that the movie's into. itself is just a fucking bop and a half like it really there are some i don't know i don't know which i like better a needle drop where it's like an already good song making a movie even better or a song that you like never really considered or liked that much but when paired with the movie scene all of a sudden you're like maybe this is good i don't know yeah i think the latter is the is the Great thing song. for me it's always like something i would never like i would like but it's never clicked for me and then you watch the movie and you're like now i get this song the movie really made it work for me, and now it's just a thing I'll listen to forever. Well, there you go. And then, hey, you know what? I took the time. I was listening to this song today, and I was listening to the bass for the first time. I never really paid attention to the bass line, and I'm like, that's a tasty bass line. So then I found it isolated, and I just thought, well, what the hell? I'll Ooh, share that, too, yeah, just so you can that. appreciate kind of an under-the-radar element of uh, this song. It's a good bass line. I used to play, when I played bass in Brat Sounds, I would play the, not the bass line for this, but I would play like the piano sound for one of the songs we played, I don't remember which one. And I always loved doing that, because it's a fucking good song, it's a fun riff. Wait, what's the piano like? Ding, 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 ding. Oh. Nice. I would play that at the end of one of our songs. I don't remember which one. It was like during one of like the songs that like fall falls apart at the end or yeah. whatever. Yeah, uh, that type of thing. Uh yeah, I'm kind of remembering that because when you would do that, then I would go it's time or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Little. If I'm behind not allowed, the music, VH1. If I'm not allowed to do. Uh, orchestral. You got bits. one. We're I giving you. Well, you have the Hans Zimmer. Yeah. Well, I might do one. another. We'll see. So which uh, okay. <laughs> which Danny Elfman soundtrack song did you? Yeah, I was gonna pick? say. Oh, I can't do Elfman <laughs> now. Bing, 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 bing. This is bing, messed bing, up. Bing, 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 bing. You sound like Trump. <laughs> no, I'll take this one because I I feel like Marty might have it on his list, and it's Fast and the Furious Seven's end scene. Between, I don't have it, but it's a great. It's so thing. good. It's so good. Wait, this is <laughs> like this is the when I see you again. Yeah, the when I see you again, Brian, uh, Paul Walker died, 
and they give his character Spoilers. like a send off yeah. and it's way way better than it should be Kelly, I think let me tell you know. something this is a needle drop yeah it's a needle drop this is a good <laughs> one I like this one a lot can I tell you all about it when I see you again we've come a long way from where we began oh I'll tell you all about it when I see you again when I see Oh man, it just hits way too hard. Especially for some for people who actually like the movie series. Do you need a tissue, Kelly, by the way? Uh, I, every time I watch this video, yeah. Yeah, because he's coming. I mean, I knew because I'm coming. <laughs> <sighs> Marty, you're gross. Come on, man. Someone died. What? 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 Oh my god! Someone Brian. died, Marty. Yeah, and you I think wasn't he's implying that that's why. Someone died. You think because you like the song? He's ejaculating out of the tip of his dick after somebody died. Don't be fucking sick, man. Yes, he's a sick. Fu- Kelly's the sick fuck. You should be mad at him. He's the one who did I'm it. No. no, I'm saying he didn't do it. He's getting emotional and crying, and you're talking about him oh. shooting ropes. Yeah, ropes of tears. Uh, <laughs> Kelly, is that it for your your That's song? That's me. That's all. Yeah, I gotta take ten minutes to uh, think about Paul Walker. Come up with more songs. <laughs> yeah, don't okay. be surprised if Kelly's a little like you gotta go take a shower for the next little bit. No, my tears sound like typing on a keyboard. That's how yeah. I cry. Desperately searching for something <laughs> that's not uh, orchestral. <laughs> no, I have other ones. I'm just worried that they're gonna be taken. So. Oh. It's fine. Well, now I'm going to, for my second pick, I am going to take one that we talked about before, because now, now Kelly knows what we're doing. He's going to come and grab one of these. I'm picking the Metric song featured in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, Black Sheep by Metric, which wasn't written for the movie, but it was written for their 2009 album. I think it was called Fantasies. I wrote this down. Hold on. Let me see. Somebody told me once that this is the most popular movie on netflix because it's constantly on the front page which of course everyone in the world has the same front page of netflix i forget who told me that wow that whoever told you that must be a fucking idiot i forget and then they're like it's so weird how everyone loves all the same shit that i do it's weird how i keep seeing ads on youtube for scott pilgrim versus the world yeah on dvd it's so weird. Why does everybody? I must Why would be a YouTube be advertising a DVD? <laughs> when did that happen? They used to do that because I keep I keep Amazon searching it. No, I mean I don't think I've ever seen a specific. No, I feel like I have seen specific movie ads before on YouTube. Anyway, this song was written for their 2009 album Fantasies. They didn't actually release it when the filmmakers for Scott Pilgrim reached out to them because obviously uh, the character of Envy Adams and her band The Clash at Demonhead were based on Metric. Uh so they reached out to them to get the so- to get a song for them to feature in the movie, and they were like, "Oh shit, we have this song that we just like didn't know what to do with," and it's great. It's one of Metric's best songs, I think. Um, yeah, great fucking song, uh, iconic moment. I mean that that whole movie I think has tons of great needle drops um, and, and original score written by the bands who are also providing needle drops in the movie. Um, Broken Social Scene and Beck I think both did original stuff for the movie as well as provided like uh, their own songs to it as well. You were saying, 
The in the movie they have Brie Larson sing it, and a lot of people really like it. But I think Metric's version is better, personally. It is better, but I think Brie Larson does a good job in that. She does a good job. A little further, a little further back, still in the 2000s. Weirdly, I picked three 2000s movies, uh, but this one is called AM 180, which is featured. It's a song by the band Granddaddy, and it's featured in 28 Days Later. Oh, uh, I think it's probably the bro. It's this a very, song you'll know is a right fucking away. bop. Yeah, this is a good song. It's a bop. Yes, I love this song. Uh, yeah, I, I had never heard this band before this movie, and this is such a fun moment in the movie. It's like the peak of the movie having fun it's the are like four main characters like going like a little like spree through town and stuff uh it's before like the shit really hits the fan in this like horrible apocalyptic zombie movie um i love that movie and i think this is uh yeah the joy the one joyous mo- moment in the entire movie and it's a great great piece of song accompaniments Kelly, you should like this because it sounds like it's being played on an uh, Atari. <laughs> That's not. <laughs> you would like this if you haven't heard. No, this before, I, you no, I've heard this. this. It's a good song. Uh, I wouldn't. It's, I don't say I like it because it sounds like it's on an Atari. Oh. They have. What's the name of the band? They actually did the soundtrack for Scott Pilgrim vs. the World's video game, Animanaguchi. They're not. Yeah. They're like mm-hmm. the peak of video game chiptune music, and I don't even like them that much. They're f- fine. It's just annoying. It was fun for a while, and now I'm annoyed by it. I like. It's fine. It's good. Don't get me wrong. It's fine. Whatever. You're I'm all over the place. Done. I'm done. I'm done talking about. It. I don't want to talk about it. No, it sucks. I want to talk about. It. I have the conviction of this. will to say. <laughs> no, I'm not going to say it sucks because this sounds Stand good. This is. is a good mix between the two. It's the pick of Marty. But Anime Noguchi, it was fun for a while, and then you listen to like one album, and you're like, I can't do that ever again. It's too, it's the same stuff, it's the same sounds over and over again. But I say that if you go back and listen to Donkey Kong Country's music from the SNES, holy shit! They were on, and then you watch, you watch like a forty minute video on the composer of the score of that video game, and you see all the constraints that he was under, and it's insane that he was able to get the sounds that he got. Out of that tiny little mm-hmm. computer. It's pretty that cool. That little chip. That little chip. Listening to chip tune music is like as fun as it's like having your older brother hog the controller. It's like sitting there while a video game is played near you. I think it depends on the chip tune music because I, I will listen to uh, Sardi Valley soundtrack, which isn't like, I guess it's not really chip tune. That's kind of just like a normal. But like good background music, relaxing type of music, and then I love Disaster Piece, and that is more chip tuney. But they have fun with it. He has a fun time. It's a good. Those are good songs. Good for that. I'm glad they don't. It'd be weird if they didn't have fun. They're like, yeah, if they didn't this have is a fun. Business it'd be to me, freaking crazy. I'll do 
Don't Stop Me Now, and Shaun of the Dead. Hey! This one's iconic. It's just good. It's good. I love Queen. My mom loves Queen. She used to have the best of Queen in her car on CD, and we would listen to it together all the time. So hell yeah, hits hits the hot uh-huh. a little bit. Your and mom was kind of a Sean- tastemaker because she watched Austin she was- Powers with you, and she listened she to Austin. Yeah, your mom <laughs> kind of loves Austin, Austin Powers too, if I remember correctly. Yeah. She loves the Spy Who Shagged Me. Specifically. My mom <laughs> loved a lot. Okay, here's the thing. My mom. It's still to this day talks about Norbit, which is the Eddie Murphy movie. Oh, so that her and flopped. Brian Wilson have the same oh, no. taste. And uh, <laughs> I love my mom. I love it when we both love similar things. It's great. But I'm not. She's she, she's a taste shaper in both directions for me. Where it's like I. Uh, now I can appreciate that you like this, but it's bad, and I do not like it. But I also will defend like the brother Solomon, which I think is good, but everyone else thinks is bad. So. Yeah, I only know of that movie's existence when you bring it up every like other year. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's great. And I then think immediately watch it. <laughs> file gets Someday, deleted again. For like my 40th birthday, I'll have everyone over and we'll watch it, or I'll <laughs> rent out a movie theater and force everyone to watch it. <laughs> and they will blow and no the one will dust pay attention. off that fucking. Film There's reel. a great Marty. Marty, I think, would actually like this movie. There's a great scene in it that I will send you after the podcast where they have to buy a ad behind a plane that gets pulled on a banner, and it's so good. It's such a good gag. Uh, anyway, speaking I of that movie... I probably would like it. I probably would. I think you would like it. I mean, it's Bob Odenkirk yeah. directed it. It's good It's good fun. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that Coming movie, they glory. they have the Yeah, Yeah, Yeah song by The Flaming Lips in it. Speaking of Needle Drops, and it's great. The yeah, Yeah, Yeah song by The Flaming Lips. It's the, yeah, it's the song where they go, the song, yeah, 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 I thought you were, yeah, 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 no. got it, got it. I know it's I thought confusing. You said the yeah, yeah, yeahs <laughs> They were both song. bands that were <laughs> yes. popular yeah. in 2009, the year of our Lord, peak of our time. So I mm-hmm. get it. Everyone mixes those guys up. But uh, yeah, I'm not going to send the link either. I'll send the link, but you guys have seen this. We don't have to watch it. You don't it. get to make another pick right now. It's Scott's no, turn. I'm trying not. to make two picks in a row. What the no, fuck are you I'm doing, not. Man? What are you talking about? I'm talking this about Shaun of the Dead pick. I'm talking okay. about Shaun of the Dead pick. Yeah, we don't. Here's the thing. We yeah, yeah, both song, offered that song. Yeah, yeah, song <laughs> so was an honorable times. mention, and no one's gonna pick the brother Solomon in any list in the foreseeable <laughs> future ever. So you don't know. I'm, I might pick movies I haven't seen that my friend Kelly really wants me to see. Yeah. <laughs> That might be a draft we do in the future. That'd be fun. <laughs> movies, Kelly. Can we draft movies? Kelly wants us to watch. Yeah, that'd be a great time. We should do that. That'd, that'd be, be a draft. Yeah. <laughs> movies, mm. other movies. All of us want each yeah. other to see. Movies, our friends won't shut the hell up about. Ooh. Number one with a bullet, Tar. <laughs> yeah. Tar. You like Have music? We been talking about Tar. Marty, you talk. About You've tar. been talking Tar. I talked about it when it came out. No, not since it came out. You've been talking about Tarkin. I, yeah. I, I'm You're like Grand Moff Tarkin over there. Moneyball. I won't shut the fuck up about Moneyball. Yeah. And Citizen Kane. I can never stop with that. I've never seen it. I've only seen it as... A I have a cousin who's seen it. Oh. You're welcome. Yeah. Cousin. I've yeah. never seen it. never watched it. Uh, <laughs> My yeah, turn? Distant relative. Yeah, your turn. You go yes, twice. you get two in a row. Ladies and germs... 
My next pick, I mentioned this before, PTA, Big Needle Drop Director. And well, my latest pick is from his latest film. And this is this is one where I was mm. talking about there's two categories where it's either an iconic song that's making the scene better or it's a song that like maybe you've heard, maybe you haven't. It, but like they, the, the scene and the song make each other better. This, I feel, is that. This is Let Me Roll It by Paul McCartney. It's the third single off the Band on the Run album. So I feel like this song doesn't get a lot of love, but it's a fucking, it's good. It's good. It's like very well mm-hmm. produced. And I think it's like, if it if there weren't so many other iconic songs on that album, this would be hot, more highly rated in McCartney's oeuvre. Let's hear it. Let me roll it by Paul McCartney. And wins. This is what I wish the doors sounded like. You know what I'm saying, fellas? <laughs> you should just say that for all of these because they all apply. Yeah. Every I time I like a song, that's what apply. I say. I was like, the doors should yeah, sound I wish like the doors this. Sounded like this. <laughs> yeah. I'm listening to like Skrillex. This is what that, the doors should sound like. Specific. That specific guitar chord or whatever you want to call it is so tight. It's so fucking like the the. It's just. It's just like so. Mm. It's so perfect. Yeah. It's just there's no there's no fluff there at all. I can't think of a way to tell you that that's not what a chord is without sounding like you know an <laughs> asshole. So I won't. Um, I know it's not a chord. I didn't know what word to use. Riff. Lick. I know it's we not called a, a diddle. Something like that. Is that a riff? Yeah, that's okay. a thousand percent a riff. Um. Yeah. This song is you good. This riff happened. Thank you. Yeah. You'll edit that in later. Uh. This happens in the <laughs> no, movie. No, how my wife feels when she tells me about a beer, and I'm like, "Is that what that is?" Hmm. Yeah. Like I'm learning, <laughs> but I also am patronizing right. in my response. You're like, <laughs> she's sharing information that you have zero background on, but you're like, because of this dangling thing between my legs, I. Feel like I just should know more than you about this. <laughs> um, this happens in the movie went like after the the failed motorcycle jump stunt, and the two characters who had been like fighting are kind of like reunited. And you know what? Here's the thing about needle drops too. I feel like there one of two things happens during like the most like stereotypical needle drop moments in movies. Characters walk towards camera in slow motion. Uh, or something like very like dynamic on the screen happens what right as like uh a song with like a big sort of like drop crescendo moment it like sinks you know what i mean like somebody jumps the motorcycle right as uh right as the fucking guitars kick in and they cdc song you know what i mean hell yeah brother mm-hmm. anyway this is a slow motion toward camera walk drop for my next pick i will now this is uh for oh you know what i'm doing two paul thomas anderson's in a row this one's from punch drunk love funny thing about this song is that it was originally from the 1970s popeye movie with shelly duvall and uh robin williams so this is shelly duvall singing he needs me uh from the popeye movie let's hear it (laughs) 
I figured you might pick something. Yeah, there's there's a lot of interesting music in that movie. Uh, it has a great score, which, as we all three know, is different than the uh, soundtrack. Um, so <laughs> Harry Nilsson wrote all the music for the Popeye movie, um, and, including this song. But yeah, that's Shelley Duvall singing. And this happens in the movie where like the two characters uh, like finally uh, kiss for the first time in Hawaii, and there's like a romantic montage of uh adam sandler trying to get to uh the girl he's interested in running all through hawaii and it's good one of the few of his i've never seen uh people say there's a theory going around that it is popeye that the movie is basically popeye which makes me want to watch it more yeah i forgot about that spinach eating montage yeah i guess that's a good point (laughs) but i think it's because like they consider Philip Seymour Hoffman to be like Bluto and then Adam Sandler's Popeye and then that's like when these people are like talking about uh god damn it well now I sound like an idiot it's like a Korean no Japanese train movie snow snow piercer and then everyone's saying it's Willy Wonka Mm. There's like a yeah. fan theory about it being Willy, Willy Wonka. Like it correlates all the characters in Snowpiercer mm-hmm. correlate with Willy Wonka. Not the new one that's just came out two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. And then you ever notice how uh, the Passion of the Christ syncs up with the Bible? The Bible? Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I think there's something there. Um, I uh, Here's what I think about fan theories. Get them out of here. We don't fucking need them anymore. There's too many fan theories. I read a fan theory. I was reading because I remember there was a fan theory about Twelve Angry Men that the that posits that Henry Fonda's character is the murderer, and that's why he knows all this stuff. That like the kid didn't do it because he's like, yeah, I did it. So it's like he's able to like exonerate the kid because he's the one who committed the murder. And it's like, shut up. Like we don't need to. We are diving too far into this now. Yeah, or it's all the like it's it's you know what it is. It's like. So we've we found a way to make conspiracy theories even more dorky. Right? And it's like it's just because people desperately want they care so much about plot in movies, and it's like the le- one of the least important things in terms of like, you know, compared to like narrative or character or whatever. Like plot is so unimportant. And like everyone just gets so obsessed with like explaining plot. Yeah. Oh, this thing has to make Well, he couldn't have walked like, down oh, that hallway in eight seconds, so clearly what he was doing there was yeah. a segue there, and you don't see it except <laughs> oh. for in this one scene earlier yeah, yeah, where yeah, you yeah. can see that there's a outlet, <laughs> which is where he must have charged the segue. There has to be a Right, there has to be because people don't they don't want to give a movie credit for narrative or character and having deeper meaning. They want to give the plot have a deeper meaning because that's something that people can relate to much easier, I think. And that's just like a huge mistake in like film literacy, I would say. Yeah. So everyone, I think that enough of me complaining. We should have uh government mandated film uh BFA requirements for everybody. <laughs> At least they all have to take, like, intro to film studies. Like, you at least have to take a class where they're like, they used sound effects to do this in the movie. And you're like, oh, yeah. that makes sense. Oh, it's co- it's half coconuts. <laughs> they use half coconuts to make the horse. Oh. Oh. Oh, my God. That's Everybody's takeaway is just fully. <laughs> uh... 
Hey, this song <laughs> though, isn't it kind of creepy? Like, isn't there? Uh, what I like about this song is that there's like just such an ethereal, like weird, like I don't know. It reminds me of like like Grey Gardens or something, where it's it, it doesn't sound like a a traditional like love interest. It sounds like a creepy like fucking weird old lady singing it. I think in ten years you're gonna see this song like a lo-fi remix version of this song in like a horror movie trailer. Yeah, yes, because that's gonna be every slower song down and break it up because we need to stick chunks of the movie in between each little uh, verse. It's either gonna be a gritty Popeye reboot or just like an old period piece horror movie, psychological horror movie. Oh my god, it's going to be Popeye, but the O is a dislodged eyeball. Oh no, dude, I just crossed the picket lines by coming up with these oh no, cool shit. ideas. Yeah, you, you put your pens down, Kelly. Oh shit, I'm pitching. When does Popeye become uh, fair use? Because that, that's when we're going to get like the fucking Winnie the Pooh movie. You know, we're going to get serial killer Popeye, or we're going to get yeah. like... Popeye is fair use. Dude, Big Sunday Funny is never going to let that no. happen. Yeah, he's been fair use for a minute. There's no way. Yeah, he's Popeye's he's fair old? use. Popeye's that old? I'm pretty sure he entered the public domain like right. in 2015. Pop- he's public domain. Popeye's image belongs to the world according to Google. Damn. We got him. We got oh, him yeah. back. Trait However, trademarks regarding Popeye remain with King Features as trademarks do not expire unless they cease to be used. And King Features has used the trademark continuously. So I think you can't trademark Popeye, but you can still use Popeye. Is what I can get Popeye saying. to say whatever I want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Popeye's got some opinions about J6. I think he was there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of um, speaking of J6, this my next pick. It it that guy with that your college roommate who was at J6. He had this poster up for Jason Aldean on his wall. Yeah, Jason Aldean. <laughs> Try that in a small town. Yeah, I don't know why I'm uh, talking about this on, you know, during Christmas. That definitely yeah, didn't happen weird. this week. Well, it's because he's because he's playing now. the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he apologized, and everybody <laughs> loves him now. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, while we're on this testosterone, testosterone, testosterone. Testosterone field conversation. Oh, you said it right the first time. I'm going with Where's My Mind at the end of Fight Club. Yeah, baby. It's freaking good, dude. I don't know, like, Fight Club's got a mixed mixed bag of people who just interpreted it incorrectly, but it's a good movie. Well, let me tell you my interpretation. Fight Club, good. I want to be in Fight Club, Main character, cool. I want to be main character. Yeah, exactly. That's That was the takeaway that everyone was supposed to get. But some guys were just like, I just want to beat people up and not talk about it. I just want to beat people off and not talk about Stop. it. Did you guys hear there's some like film theory that like the main character was Tyler Durden the whole time? Have you guys heard this theory? I think that's that's so crazy. Stupid. Isn't that yeah, stupid? Fan theories we are see two dumb. of them on screen all the time. Fan theories so be dumb. stupid.
But yeah, it's a great. I mean, you know the song. Everyone knows the song. It's the Pixies' best song. That's that's my. What? This is not true. <laughs> okay, name a better Pixies song. I'll wait. <laughs> I mean, I can just start listing songs. It's a great song. I'm not disputing that at all. But that is a it's bold. Everyone's bold favorite well, Pixies song. Here's the thing: you can't argue it's <laughs> the Pixie song that most people know. If you know one Pixie song, sure. it's this one. Yeah. But you're saying not disputing. You're that. saying that the public is wrong, and if you actually took the time to listen, like I don't know, you have, then you might come to a different conclusion. But people just don't really think. I'm taking umbrage with Kelly saying this. Kelly did not say the public would say this. Kelly said, "Hey, I man, I'm saying this." We all went through our phase of trying to find a Pixie song that we think is better than "Where Is My Mind," and then you grow out of it and yeah. you realize "Where Is My it. Mind" is actually their best one. Yeah, it's just we've a phase. all tried. We all experimented in college with Doolittle. Yeah, and then we came back and we're like, you know what? I'm a cis white male. And yeah, I like we tried. I I would, the problem is we the, tried their new the album. The problem is when you encourage kids to think Mr. Greaves is good, it's like. <laughs> That's really something the parents should be doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. You... <laughs> Did you just hear Florida outlawed uh, trying to, trying to find out whether yeah. you like a song? Yeah, there's like it's the don't say Surfer Rosa bill. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's where's my mind on Surfer Rosa? I'm pretty sure. Is Ooh, it's oh God! For fuck's sake, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Technical over here. Hey, Mr. Technical, why don't we hear your next pick? Okay, I'm going to do my, my alts first. So I had... Uh, oh, which ones do I actually want to pick? i got to land on what I want to pick here. Yeah, I'm going to stick with those two. Okay, so my alts, I had one which was uh, Goodbye Horses in Silence of the Lambs. Everybody knows the scene. Uh, that was one of my alternative picks. Unless you want, Wait, should I wait until you guys are done? Because maybe I might say one you guys are going to do. Marty, just pick. It's your turn. You just pick. I don't okay. care. My my other alt, I know you're not going to pick this one, is Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head in Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid, which was Hell written yeah. for that movie, but it doesn't feel like it. I love that that sequence, but it, it's odd that it was written for the movie. Because it got radio play afterwards, it definitely counts as Needle Drop. Yeah. Also, it's not like it's not like the song is like, I'm just a cowboy with a friend. I'm riding on a bicycle with a lady with my girlfriend. I'm going to Bolivia. Uh, I was going to say to Kelly's uh, the Pixies thing. I was going to say in five or days of summer, here comes your man is usually well in a little karaoke scene, uh, which the character is kind of doing the exact thing I was just doing about the Pixies, which is really funny in hindsight. Uh, and then I also had us by Regina Spector in five hundred days of summer as an alternate, but my, why are all your picks from is, between 2000 and 2010? Because that's I don't the, know why. It's all I could think of. Uh, is it because that's dude. when you grew up? That's no. when we came uh, of age. <laughs> I mean, I just said I, I just said Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid. That's from the all 60s. Right, all right. Um, my fourth pick is the song "These Days." Oh, by Nico. I in Royal briefly Tenenbaums. had that on my list. This one is iconic. A great little moment where. Uh, Luke Wilson sees Gwyneth Paltrow after years apart. Great 
great moment in again like scott said earlier wes anderson one of those people who just like has tons of iconic neil drops throughout his movies got great eclectic taste but also like you know he knows he knows the hits also and this is one of those like yeah i'm picking picking a big song yeah, this is a hit putting in my big movie this is a hit putting a big hit in. big top 40 hit uh <laughs> what it might have been at the time this is another slow motion walking towards the camera one two it is yeah <laughs> yes they yeah they do they do that yeah that's a trope they hug slowly at the end of yeah. this um, I also recommend people listen to the Nico version is good. The original it was originally written by Jackson Brown, and I I kind of prefer mm-hmm. that version, but I think they're both good. Yeah. Did he co-write that whole album with her? I feel like he also wrote Fairs of the Seasons, I think is also I don't know. I'd have to look it up. But I'm not Googling anything. Uh and then my fifth pick, my final pick, and I'm picking something that's really quite recent. <laughs> So Scott's going to get more mad at me. I'm picking Let Down by Radiohead, which was used in the final episode of the first season of The Bear. Uh, and that whole show has a great soundtrack, a very, like, 80s themed, and it does a great job of, like, this is the reason why I like the music so much in the show. It sets the show in the 90s really specifically mm. in a way of, like, how the Midwest is always kind of, like, 10 years behind culturally. Mm. So they use a lot of, like, R.E.M., The Replacements... Uh, and it just really sets the Midwest tone in a really specific way that is, I don't think any other, like, thing has done so successfully using music in Midwest set, uh, TV and movies before. But I think Let Down by Radiohead specifically, it's a bit, it plays during, like, a lot of really, uh, emotional moments in that final episode. They use it, I think it plays for, like, I don't even know how long it plays for. It's, like, ten minutes in that last episode or something. Um, but yeah, it's great. Yeah, I, I never thought. I think that's a good point because before you said that, I just thought that the show had like the most random fucking all over the place uh, music. Like I was like, I do not get the thread uh, of like why mm-hmm. they're making these music choices. No, it feels really like they're trying to make it. It's just like setting it. It's, I don't know. For me, that, that Bruce, that's, that's that Bruce Hornsby opener really feels like. Yeah, I get what you mean by like Midwest being behind that. It feels like music that you would hear on like yeah, like terrestrial radio in the Midwest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't get why this was supposed supposed to make me mad though. Oh, because it's so recent. Because you said all my things are from the two thousands, and this is from the twenty twenties. <laughs> no, my problem. I I just feel like you're picking everything from your. It's it, it it. To me, your picks feel a little bit like. SNL was the funniest just so happens when I was in high school is when the funniest era of SNL was. All the best needle drops were when I was 12. Yeah. That's if, but hey, honestly, what the hell? I think it's, here's what I would say. It's because all the movies that were getting made were all by people who grew up with music that was like the generation right before me, I guess. So it's like a lot of music that like. They just pick songs that I would like because it's like all my tastes. Yeah, like the, the Granddaddy song is like so up my alley. I feel like yeah, Nico, okay, obviously. that's that's a good point too because I do I agree with you that like I got my taste in music, especially when I was younger, from like stuff I heard in 
movies and then would mm-hmm. Google it and then would find it on iTunes and download it. Like I did find a lot of stuff from movies and TV. So you know what? You're right. 2009 was pick, the like, best year. That's what I'm saying. Everyone can agree. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm not going to pick like songs from Animal House. I just don't care about those. Yeah, and they're all bad. That's the other thing. It's like everything made before 1984, I want to say, was bad. Oh my so. god. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's six years earlier right, than dude, it usually You're says. defending the atom bomb right now. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, Scott, yeah, you want to defend Nagasaki now? You want to defend wow. nuclear warfare? You're Jeez. right. Nothing bad happened. Everything before 1984 was bad, but nothing bad <laughs> after 1984 <laughs> happened. That's a good point. All right, my last one is What's Up Danger from Into the Spider-Verse. Mm. Personally, a I'm a bigger fan of sunflowers by post malone from this soundtrack which is the opener i like that song better but what's up danger just comes at a good climactic point where miles morales decides that hey i have these powers i have to use them for good i need to do what i can to help the world and also i'm gonna jump off this building and break a window or two doing it and then they're gonna film me upside down and it's gonna be iconic when you know how like 80s like music is like very like distinguishable between like other air like there's like certain like sounds and like little like noises and whatever that like you can really like identify the era that the music is from based on that i think for like a lot of music and especially like movie-ish like soundtrack stuff or music that was used in movies it's like it's the sound of like a metal chair being dragged with a just metric fuckload of uh reverb on it that's in like you know what I mean, like the Annihilation soundtrack, and then it's like in the background of that, like yeah, mm. and it, it kind of I think Hans Zimmer speaking of Hans Zimmer kind of like, oh, yeah, Interstellar yes, started did that, that too, but then but they're I like, feel like let's he make did it, it even. Best. And then I was like, I don't like anything that came after it. Let's see, Inception Bwongs, but it got weird. The, the, uh, Inception Bwong was like a little drier, but like fuller and thicker. But now it's like more like again like. The Inception Bois felt like a big, like, orchestral or, like, synthesizer. Like, it felt more musical, and now it feels more like a noise. Do you know what I mean? Like, just, like, a sound rather than a big note. But, yeah. Yeah. That's all. I uh, don't disagree. And I'm happy that we're in an era where we're not syncing up gunshots to the trailer all the time. We still do it a lot. But it's a little less than we were doing five years ago. I like that, and then the like pacing of the the gun sounds, and it's it's not just the gunshots, but it's like the little like clicks and like whatever of like reloading, and then the pace starts like kind of slow. But then over the course of the trailer, the cuts and the sounds of the guns that picks up pace more gradually, faster, 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 and then it stops, and then we see our main character Dwayne the Rock, and he. I think I'm going to be having some fun. I like that. <laughs> yeah. And then it cuts to, no, then, then it, then it cuts to the, the name of the movie. 
Mm-hmm. And then there's a little post Having name of the movie. <laughs> there's a little post name of the movie where the comedic relief is like, oh, jeez. And yeah. it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like a monkey voiced by Andy Samberg or something. Yeah. And he's like, I think I'm going to mm. be late for dinner. And then, yeah, Andy Samberg's <laughs> like, but I'm hungry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> this summer. Hey, who's is it? Scotty, just me? Scotty. Number five. last one. Scotty, it's you. Scott's Your last pick. one. All right, here's my last pick. You can j- just play it right here, because you know what? I think you're gonna know it. Ranger. I mean, yeah. I feel like this is. You instantly recognize what it is, what it's from. Apparently, a lot of people thought this was like made for the movie, much like Raindrops, but Mm-mm. no, it's an old Quincy Jones tune called Soul Bossa Nova from the movie Austin Powers. He the did we watch the third one together? I don't even remember anymore. Yes, we did. Yeah, and then the intro to the third one was kind of a letdown compared to the first two, wasn't it? It was like way the, the intro and down. then the whole preceding hour and a half afterwards. <laughs> well, it starts minutes. off yeah. weak. <laughs> yeah, it does. It's great. It's uh, a good song. Good song. Do great you think song. that this song, the Sol- Sol Bossa Nova, if you did like a, a poll of the world, maybe not of the world, poll of the US, would this be the most recognizable piece of score in a movie? Like everyone knows this and no one knows what it's from. But like I feel like that's not the same for like every movie. Like I'm trying to think of another movie at the time. Nah. Like, everyone would know this. The Godfather theme, maybe. Yeah, or like the psycho. Sure. That's a good one too. Or But it'd be up there. It would definitely be like Star top Wars. five, which is very funny for a spoof movie. Yeah. Star Wars is it's okay, so I, I take that. Any John Williams thing would actually be. Yeah, the Jurassic Park. I theme. feel like you exist yeah, in this somewhere over the rainbow. Austin Powers is peak cinema. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's pretty iconic. But it's up there. It's yeah, no, good. no, definitely. That's my point. Yeah. It's up there. It's up there. It's top 50. It's definitely like, top 500. Yeah. Top 10. But I mean, it it's definitely top 1,000 for sure. 100% yeah. top 1,000, dude. You're in the comedy correct. category, it's top 1,000. Yeah, in the 90s. <laughs> in the spoof uh, comedy category. <laughs> starring an SNL alum for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely top it's, 2,000. Okay, hold on. We could definitely say it's number one for SNL's <laughs> cast member movies. Nah, dude. Well, it's hold on, though. Blue, you're forgetting Blues Brothers? Uh, Blues Brothers, and you're forgetting um, Bohemian Rhapsody and Wayne's World. Yeah, dude. Damn. 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 So maybe think before you speak a little bit. <laughs> I don't. That's my problem. A great final pick, Scott. A great final Hey, pick. thank you. I thought I'd send this out on a fun note. On a fun note. Finally, okay. all of your other picks were so difficult to swallow. Boring. They were rather, <laughs> rather dull. That's right. It's time for the final segment of the show. And for this week's final segment, we're going to dive into... Second place? Yes, we all know who got first place in the big race. We all know who the first man on the moon was. But do we all know who came in second? I've got nine questions for you gentlemen about these famous second placed things or second things. Question number one. Who is the second person on the moon? Neil Legstrong. Oh, God. <laughs> Buzz Aldrin. I don't know if you have... 
Is it serious answers? The point. <laughs> serious answers. I mean, I mean, it's up to you guys, I guess. I mean, I, yeah, Scott's was a serious answer, too. We'll take that. Kelly gets the point, though. It was Buzz Aldrin. Number two, who scored the second most amount of points in NBA regular season history? Mm. Regular season. This record was recently broken. For second place? So this person... This person became second place. Oh, quite then recent. Michael Jordan came second place. I yeah, I'm gonna say Michael Jordan. I, that's probably stupid, but I don't know sports. I think that's a good guess. LeBron James. It's a great guess. It's incorrect, and that is also incorrect. LeBron James is number one. This person, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, is number two. Oh wow. Oh, I thought the wait, it's, is this leader list? Oh, I thought it was singular season. That actor from Airplane. The famous actor from Airplane. Yes. I thought it was a singular season thing. My bad. I would have gotten that. No, that's all time. Okay, gotcha. Number three. What is the second tallest mountain on planet Earth? Why do you keep putting a question mark at the end of these? You wrote this. <laughs> They're questions. Yeah, but you keep saying it like you're also confused. <laughs> Is it Everest? Incorrect. Scott, care to guess? No, I think that's okay. famously number one. I'm going to say Kilimanjaro. Is K2. K2, which is part of the uh, the chain of mountains that Everest is part of, I believe. So it's a different part K2. of Mount Everest. No, it's the mountain chain, the mountain range that it's in. There's different. I mean, like it's like how, um, like Rainier and this is I, this is not a problem I have with you, Marty, but sort of the mountain naming system. Yeah, yeah. Mount Everest. You should be upset with them. I agree yeah, with you about this. Most famous mountain in the world, and they give it a name, Mount Everest. Memorable. That's it's a good name. It's got grandeur to it. Second highest mountain. It sounds like is K2. what I press on the fucking vending machine. K two. It's a vitamin K2. Vitamin K2. It's like, is this a new keyboard? And I'm trying to use the function key, but instead of F's, it's K's. You know, uh, the, uh, another joke that really didn't need a tag. Uh, <laughs> do they ever need tags? Are they making a sequel to the alphabet and the sequel to K is K2? <laughs> or a prequel to K9? It's like a proto dog. <laughs> Or K9 the Widowmaker. What if it was K2 the Widowmaker? That famous sub movie we all love. K9 I guess what I'm Widowmaker. saying is like, stop trying to just let it end. Number four. Who was the second person? Who was the second person to fly an airplane? Mm, well, okay. It was either. So. <laughs> Whoever guesses so second. So there's two Wright brothers. It. They couldn't both fly at the same time. <laughs> So I only they know did not, Orville. I believe. So Orville, I'm going to say Wilbur then. Damn it! It is Scott gets the point. Wilbur. It was Wilbur, right? All right, two, one, one you to one. You know Orville because he was the first one. One to one, indeed. Number five. What is the second longest river on the planet Earth? Ooh, it's not the River Styx because that's not on Earth. That's no. in the afterlife. Yeah, mm, that's in Hades. Wait, uh. Uh, is it then? <laughs> I'll let Scott um, guess first. I'm gonna let okay, Scott let's guess t- first. Let's talk about Big River. Amazon got to be number one. I feel like the Nile is famous, but not the longest. Oh, the Gan Ganges in in uh, no wait. Or what's the Yellow River? Oh, oh I know oh. what the Yellow River is, but I don't. I think it might be the longest. 
or what the Yangtze, the Yangtze. What's the one in China? The big one in China is it Yangtze? That you are that is the name of that river. You have named the four. I'm going to give you a hint. You have named the four longest rivers, <laughs> okay. but I'm not so telling you which one's one of the ones I said. I'm going to say the Yangtze in China. Amazon. That is number three. Damn, Damn it. Kelly is correct. Wait, what did, what? The Nile is the longest river. Amazon Damn. is number Wow, two. the Nile's the longest. Second longest, sir. Second longest. Remeasure. Remeasure. Yeah, Kelly got the second longest, though. Kelly leads two to one. Number six. What is the second largest land mammal? Land. Land. Okay, I have a question. This is just to, like, clarify. So, if I said... So there's, we got elephants, right? They're big, but there's different types there's of elephants two, and some elephants are bigger African than- African elephant yeah, and category. Indian elephant. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm, I'm just basic. Yeah, yeah. Now I, I didn't, I didn't break it down into like, yeah, the different types of elephants. It's also why I said land animal, not mammal, because if it was all mammals, it would just be like a bunch of fish. You know? Oh, land Wait, animal. if it was a mammal, it would be a fish? Or a bunch of mammals. Could be a crocodile. You know what I mean. It'd be a bunch of whales. It'd be Could a bunch be of whales cro- and dolphins. Oh, land, land, but it's land. Land animal. mammals. Land mammals. Land mammal. Second largest land go, mammal. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna shoot from the hip. Polar bear. That sounds as incorrect. Wrong to me. Damn it. I'll say. I guess I don't know. Cause so this is a weird one. Cause it's like, are we talking volume? Are we talking height? Are we talking weight? I'll say giraffe. Ooh. It is the rhinoceros. I believe really? it is They're considering. So I think its weight was what it was. It's got to be weight. Because rhinos are big. Giraffe. Giraffe's got the height, height on a rhino for sure. sure. Yeah. Thank you. If polar bears weren't so freaking hungry all the time, they weren't starving their butts off, they'd be up there. All right. You're not going to bum us all out, man. Hey. I'm just justifying my answer. That's all. Number seven. What is the second highest grossing movie of all time, according to Worldwide Box Office? Avatar 1. Care to guess, Kelly? I think you just Um, agreed with me. If it's not Avatar, then I would guess Endgame. Kelly gets it. It is Avengers Endgame. Did Avatar retake it? Avatar is number one. Yes, it, it retook, retook it, it because out. it just oh, released. They released it again. Where does Way of Water land in the mix? Number three? I don't think... Uh, four. Five. Four Number five. three. Number three. Mm, I didn't think it got three. that high, but I did get number three. Wow. Uh, bonus question. So Kelly's three to one right now. Bonus question. What's the second highest grossing domestic movie of all time? U.S. domestic. Highest gross. Second highest grosser. Uh... End game. <laughs> Trick question. It's Kelly gets again. it. It was Avengers Endgame. It is Avengers Endgame again. Kelly gets it. Uh, number one for domestic is The Force Awakens was number one. Huh. U.S. domestic. Really? Wow. Great movie. Mm-hmm. We have bad taste. <laughs> <laughs> number three was No Way Home, which I think is number four. Role Hell yeah. That one I'm okay with. Uh, see, this is... Number eight. What is the second largest U.S. state? See, I like you being mad at the question rather than acting like you don't understand the own, your own question that you wrote. Oh, no, I was mad at Kelly liking No Way Home oh. more than Force Awakens. Oh. <laughs> uh, what do you think? Second I talk largest about Spider-Man all the time. I know. I know you do. What did you say, Scott? 
Uh, just rephrasing the question. Second largest state. So it's got to be either Alaska or Texas. I'm just trying to think which one is bigger. I'm going to say Alaska. I think it's Texas. Alaska is the biggest state. Alaska is the biggest state. Texas is number two. Kelly Damn. gets it. I know my number twos. And then I believe it's California. And then Montana, I think, is number four. And then I don't know what number five is. Probably Wyoming, I think. Number nine, Kelly leads five to one. This question is worth four points. Uh, number nine, what is my second favorite movie? <laughs> uh, um, second favorite movie. Good luck. <laughs> uh, hold on, let me. Think. Is it? Uh, I'm gonna. Is re- are we factoring in recency bias? Let's see. Yeah, re- I'll factor in recency bias and say, "The Sound of Freedom." <laughs> <laughs> No, that's number three. Oh, okay. I'll say my top four movies. Two, one of them's from the 60s. Wait, two of them are from the 60s? One's from the 70s, and one's from the 2000s. Oh, that... Take the, that. What That probably wasn't, no, doesn't it, help. I, it, anything no? makes it more... <laughs> it's it's gotta bad. be Garden State. It's gotta be Garden State. <laughs> Incorrect, it is... Do, do you guys want to guess again, or no? no. Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> we talked... Kelly gets it. It is Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> I did. Hooray! Famously watched at my bachelor party. <laughs> That's going to do it for the final segment this week, gentlemen. Yay! Wow. I, that was, I got routed. The thing is, and that's the thing, because I usually win the quiz. I feel like I'm just so bad at being second, thinking of being second number two. That, yeah. Like, this is just kind of naturally yeah. difficult for me. Yeah, I'm pretty good at it. I'm comfortable. Right behind the leader. You're I like more to blend like, like the pack. You're Scott's like Charlie Sheen in that he's winning. Mm. And Kelly's more like Emilio Estevez in that he's not winning. And that's why he did better at being number two. Yeah. Alright, bye. Hey. Bye. Bye. <laughs>